Hello, hello. Welcome to How I Teach with the Language Arts Lady. I am Donna Reese, your teacher, curriculum author, and host of this videocast slash podcast. So I'm excited to bring you number five. We've been at it now for five episodes with the opportunity that I now have through the videocast and the uh, podcast to teach teachers, homeschoolers, parents, tutors, uh, some of the hundreds and hundreds of techniques that I've developed through writing 100 curriculum books, folding over 50,000 pages um, for the last 20 years. So uh, without further ado, let's dig into today's topic. Today's topic is how I teach uh, creating and writing from a sentence by sentence outline from a given source. So when I record these broadcasts and bring them to you, you have two options for consuming them. One is through a video where you can see the um, PowerPoint presentation with all of the notes and all of the student uh, worksheets and everything right in front of you. Or you can listen to the podcast, to the audio cast. And in that regard, you can use the teacher's notebook pages at the same time. So I am going to just show you a little bit more about the teacher's notebook page in case that is the option that you'd like to have. So each episode has a teacher's notebook a packet of sheets. And so I am right now showing on the video the screen of the teacher's notebook episode sheets for number five. And these came from a book called Tools and Tricks Level 2. So the, I have um, dozens and dozens, soon to be over 100, month-long uh, downloadable writing books. And they are uh, varied in nature. M many of them are about certain characters from books and movies, and that makes it really fun for students to write from. Some of them are more topic, I mean, uh, type related. So like essay writing, easy essays, or uh, basic biographies or simple stories. So you actually have a lot of choices to either choose to write based on a character from a book like Peter Pan or Mowgli or Slinky Dog or something like that, or to write from a type. Today's episode is going to be from, a, from the series called Tools and Tricks. Everyone has five levels between second grade and 12th grade. So just something for everyone, literally. So the reason I wanted to bring you to the teacher's notebook is to show you that in the teacher's notebook sheets that I'm now showing on my screen, if you have the video, um, you have the lesson that I'm teaching from. So you can put this in your binder for you as a teacher, but you can also print it off and use it with your students. So I give at least a partial lesson for free every week. You can see here the lessons, all of the steps, and even the outlining space for your students to create their own outlines, um, just samples, everything that you need to be able to teach at least part of the lesson that I'm teaching you. So you wanna hop on to languageartsladyblog.com and get your free teacher's notebook sheets. So then at the back, I also have freebies, uh, more books with videos of me teaching for your students similar material. And then there are a lot of things uh, that are related to this uh, episode that you can also purchase. So a lot of other of the, of the month long downloads. 
and of course my print books, Meaningful Composition. So I just wanted to give you a little heads up that you want this teacher's notebook. You want to grab a hold of that and have that in front of you um, either to follow along or to um, print off to use. So without further ado, I bring you how to write from a given source. So uh, first of all, I am going to go to the source for this lesson and talk about some guidelines that you will want to use in, in, create, in choosing your sources. So this particular lesson is a how to create and write an outline, write from an outline, a sentence by sentence outline. So I am showing right now lesson one with the three paragraphs of the Pinocchio story to, that this lesson teaches students to write from. So let me just give you some criteria that will work for you in, in looking for your own sources. So I have a ton of samples and there, I have a bunch of free material at languageartsladyblog.com, languageartsladystore.com. Um, and you can just use, consume all of that free material. But if you want to branch out and find your own source for your students and have a source that your student can outline from and can write from, I wanna give you some tips for that. So I have an assistant, Zach Kieser, Kaiser, I never pronounced his name right, Zach Kaiser. He is a, an outstanding writing. Uh, he used to be one of my students and now he's in college and he is a writer and an editor for me. And he writes most of the samples nowadays that are in the books. And don't forget, as I've said in the first four episodes prior to this one, do not give your student a writing project without a sample, right? You want him to see, oh, this is what my end product will look like. This is what you're after. This is what your expectations are. Just a little plug for um, samples. So in this particular lesson and in all of the tools and tricks, there are actually sample outlines as well. So you can see your student can, you know, see how their outline is measuring up and you can, as a teacher, look and see, oh, the sample has a subject and a verb and some, and some symbols and things like that. And you have, you know, in and the and to and from, and you can teach, you know, it, you can learn as a teacher how to help your student outline even better. But back to the source. So suppose you want to get a source and teach your student to write from it. Here are five or six criteria that I would look for. First of all, you have to think about readability when it comes to giving students sources. So in, in that regard, you know, just saying, you know, get something and write from it might not be the best, especially for younger students like second through fourth grade, um, because you know, they don't know what they don't know, right? They don't know that this would be very difficult to write from. They don't know that maybe the, su the um, subject matter is too difficult or maybe the sentence structure is too difficult or whatever. So uh, when I give Zach parameters for writing samples like this one about Pinocchio, um, I will give him a list of things that I want out of that sample. And that will say things like, you know, third to fourth grade readability level. It will say things like um, maybe one or two compound sentences, but no semicolons. It will say something like no complex sentences, um, simple sentence openers only, or it might even say no sentence openers. This one probably said no sentence openers because, I, because I'm teaching them how to write from it and I want it to be as simple as possible. In readability um, tools, the readability is based on the 
sentence length. So I will give him length. So I will say, you know, six to 10 sentence pair word sentences, six to 12, eight to 12. I will tell him, you know, the length that I would like the sentences to be. So the readability factors, when you use a readability tool, will will ask, will say, will be based on the sentence length, the uh, difficulty of the sentence in terms of sentence structures and things as well. Then I also tell him that I want it to be X number of paragraphs and I want each paragraph to contain four to six sentences or something like that. So you can see in the sample here that they're very simple sentences. All right, they are short paragraphs and there's only like one compound. It says Pinocchio heard this, complete sentence on the left, comma, and he ran away from Toyland, complete sentence on the right. There's a little adverb opener at the end. So that those are some things to consider. Even though you are going to consider readability, you also want to consider interest. So a readability um, tool might not be as accurate as just cutting, you know, spitting out a readability, like a formula and spitting out a level because you also have to consider the student's interest. And that is why I'm so excited about Meaningful Composition, my print books, as well as my downloadable month long books because the interest levels are so high. They are a lot of times based on stories, either that they've seen the books of or the movies of. And so that just, you know, skyrockets the interest level a lot of times, even the factual papers, like if your student is in high school and writes a, um, like a Mowgli, uh, uses the Mowgli book, it will have like a before and after analysis of Mowgli before he um, met his friend and after he met his friend. Um, it will have a research report on um, the jungle's ecosystem or something like that. I mean, it's, it's, it is so interesting because it has such a strong interest level in the basis of the book. So uh, being Jungle Book. Another thing uh, is that the, um, the, with the writability. So, you know, one place that um, readability formulas will fail is a lot of times it'll take like how many letters per word and then how many words per sentence and things like that. Uh, but sometimes it just takes how many words per sentence. And so in that regard, it doesn't really consider like the difficulty of the vocabulary. So that's another thing that I really, um, you know, talk to Zach about when he is laying these out. Also, when you want your student to write from something, it can't have such great language and such great vocabulary that he doesn't have any room to improve it uh, when he writes from it. Uh, so those are some things to consider when you are choosing a source. You want it to be readable. You want it to be high interest. You want it to be uh, the sentence structures to be appropriate for the age level and so forth. Another thing when I'm laying out a passage like this for a student to write from is that I want it to have a beginning and a middle and an end. So you can see here it's very short, but it starts out with the beginning of the story. And then it has you know one scene from the story, right? The fairy coming to help and and uh, him turning into a donkey and then him getting turned back. And so you want it to you know, have like an opening and a, and a closing, you want it to be self-contained, not that he would need something else to enjoy writing from it. All right, so those are just some tips for creating your own. All right, then I teach students two guidelines for creating the sentence by sentence outline. 
First of all, let me tell about the sentence by sentence outline terminology. I call these outlines sentence by sentence outlines, SBISs. Some programs call them keyword outlines. And the reasons that I call the reason I call them sentence by sentence outlines is because whether I give them a source or they find a source or they're you know, doing a huge paper and it is like an um, out of their brain essay or they're doing out of their brain story or something like that from their brain, like they like to say, I want them to realize that they are going to go sentence by sentence and paragraph by paragraph. So that's another reason why I don't you know, just call it a keyword outline because they're actually going to get material from different sentences, from different sources, especially if they're using multi-sources, which I will teach you how to break out of the single source and out into multi-sources throughout later, much later in this um, broadcast, uh, later in like later numbers, like in the 30s or 40s. <laughs> All right, so the two guidelines that I teach is that number one, the they must limit the number of words that they use in each sentence. So they have to remember, and I harp on this a lot, that when you use a source, you are using somebody else's words. And so uh, one of the ways that we keep from plagiarizing is that we don't write directly from the source. So we try to get one step away from the source and we move over into the outline and we outline from it and then we put the source away. And then we're one step away from the source. And so with that, you know, I want them to know that when they write this, they need to write it in their own words. So I teach my students to put the words from the source in the outline and then don't use those words when they write. And so it kind of gives them a little red flag and they know right away these words belong to somebody else. And then the next uh, guideline is that they can use numbers, symbols, and signs in their notes without including these. I know some outlining programs teach to put a comma between each word, and I don't teach that uh, method, and for a couple of reasons. I mean, it works. A lot of people use it, but that's just not how I do it. I uh, don't like to do it that way because, A, that's not really the use for commas, and B, it doesn't show any relationship between the words. So I really re help students rely heavily on numbers, symbols, and signs in their notes because they show relationship. So you can show a relationship with an arrow or an equal sign or a minus sign, uh, you know, and commas do not really show any relationship between words. All right, so they get the sentence by sentence outlining symbols box. And this is in all of the outlining lessons when I give, this, when I give a source. And so they, they come to know these really well. And the samples, the sample outlines, which all the tools and tricks books, all my books have samples of every single item that they're asked to write. The tools and tricks books specifically have sample outlines because we are dissecting the sentence by sentence outlining and we're taking all the steps and, and breaking them down to teach the outlining process. So um, all of my books that have any source given that they outline from has, all of them have this box. And it just shows them some of the symbols that they can use. And you can print this off, you can enlarge it, make a posterette of it or whatever, and use it with your students so that they get used to using symbols when they outline. All right, so then um, lesson one has the passage and uh, it has three paragraphs and they are each in their own box. All right, now when I, they just have a regular lesson to write from a source, which um, 
in the back of the teacher's notebook as well as in the back of the PowerPoint, it lists tons of materials that have sentence by sentence outlines with given sources uh, that would be similar to this lesson. But they always get all of these instructions. So follow these steps to write a sentence by sentence outline for this week's passage. Specifically in the tools and tricks, we're gonna dissect those steps, step by step, and every page slash every lesson is going to explain one of the steps. So that's why I recommend starting with a tools and tricks book. I recommend that everybody start either with a first semester meaningful composition book, which has this lesson in it, or with a tools and tricks downloadable book, because they're going to learn step by step how to do the sentence by sentence outline, and they're going to learn step by step how to do the checklist challenge. Like it's all laid out one step per page, it's that detailed. And then after that, they're ready to roll. They are ready for any book in the downloadable series that I have, as well as any book in the meaningful composition set. So it says here the shaded text within the white instruction box on the left will indicate which part of the instructions we're working on in each lesson in each page. So the, this one says follow these steps to write a sentence by sentence outline for this week's passage. And then it has in lesson two, it has the paragraph at the top and it has the first step. And the first step is read the first paragraph to yourself. And then it tells them, you know, that they need to get an idea of what the paragraph is all about. I like to have the students read the whole passage or me read the whole passage to them so they can see where they will be heading in their outline and in their paper. Uh, so, you know, they, we don't want them just to read a sentence and then start outlining without knowing where they're headed. So that is step lesson two. Lesson three says, determine the topic of that paragraph and write the topic of the entire paragraph on the topic line. All right, this is another way that I differ from many outlining uh, programs. And this is part of what I've been describing in some of the earlier broadcasts about how students decide ahead of time what each paragraph is about. Now, this is really multi-purpose, but just as an aside, when your student starts always having to determine what the entire paragraph is about before they write, or if they're writing originally or from their brain, or they're writing a story, or they're writing from multiple sources for research, they are going to have to say, this paragraph is going to be about this. Now, when it comes to using a source like this, we are really increasing their main idea skills. So it's going to carry over to their standardized testing because they're going to start looking at a paragraph as a unit of thought, and they're going to start asking themselves, what is this paragraph mostly about? All right, I use it in paragraph division. And from the very beginning, I have students say, what each paragraph is going to be about. And I remind them that a paragraph is a unit of thought. So when you write what that paragraph is about, and then you wanna change paragraphs, you're changing thoughts. So right now the paragraphs are given to them, but when the sources are not given to them, they have to know, where do I stop a paragraph? Where do I start a new one? And so this is going to really cement that concept of a paragraph as a unit of thought and how to move into another paragraph. 
I also tell them that they can use as many words as they want because this is just their summary of what they think the whole paragraph is about. And of course, uh, samples. Now the first um, paragraph has all samples. It's all done for them in the tools and tricks books and in the first lesson of the first semester of all meaningful composition books, first semester ones only. So topic of paragraph one, Pinocchio loses money and Geppetto, um, that got cut off. So it is in your teacher's notebook though. So, and uh, Geppetto uh, gives, him, um, gives him some money. All right, so that is in the box of steps, that's step one. And this tells what I just said, topic of paragraph line. All right, so as, as I said, as an act comprehension exercise, as a composition exercise, do not let your students skip this vital step. I mentioned this in, early, in an earlier broadcast, but uh, in my classes, they are graded on the various steps of a writing project. And they, uh, for the um, uh, sixth graders and up, and if they leave their topic of paragraph line blank, they automatically go, go down a letter grade. If they leave two blank, they go down two letter grades. If they leave three of them blank, they go down three letter grades. And it really did curb the whole concept of just, I'll just skip that line um, because that's how important it is to me for as a comprehension exercise, as well as in teaching a paragraph as a unit of thought. All right, so here we are on lesson four. And again, this these are each separate lessons dissecting the steps, all right? When you get a book that just has a sentence by sentence outlining project in it, the steps are just all on one page. And um, then the outlining lines follow. All right, so the first thing that I teach them to do in uh, after they read the first sentence of the first paragraph and think about what it means is I have them highlight three to five words that would most help them remember the content. Now, a lot of times they will highlight more than three to five knowing that they're gonna use symbols and that's okay too. All right, so in this, I always try to guide them. And again, the sample, pair, the sample outlines in the tools and tricks books, as well as all the first semester meaningful composition books, those samples are going to be vital because they are going to teach your student to look for the most important words. So here is an example of that. Hi, they highlighted Geppetto, Woodcarver, Created, Living Puppet. So right off the bat, we're telling them that we are not going to put any um, words like the and a, all right? We wanna think about where, when, how much the action took place. So there's a sample, Geppetto Woodcarver created living puppet. Those are the highlighted words. And then it says, uh, write those three to five words on the line. Geppetto Woodcarver created living puppet. Okay, so that is five words long that they are allowed to use per sentence. And this is where I talk to the parent, the teacher about using the words directly from the source or else changing them. And I, as I said, I prefer that my students use the words directly from the source and then they change when they write because they'll always know those words are off limits. All right, so then the next step says, repeat these steps for all of the sentences in the first paragraph. And then the first paragraph is done for the student, including symbols and um, the outlining lines. So the topic of paragraph one, Pinocchio loses money. 
Sentence one, Geppetto Woodcarver created living puppet. Sentence two, named him Pinocchio. Sentence three, Geppetto arrow Pinocchio some coins. And they could even use Pinocchio plus 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 coins for some, and they'll get more and more savvy as they go along. All right, then the last step is to repeat these for all of the paragraphs and all of the sentences in the passage. I try to remember, try to remind them always that outlining is for you. And I try to teach them from the beginning that your goal is to put the source away and never to have to look back. You will know that your outline is adequate. You will know that it works for you when you don't have to open up the source again. Now they can open up the source to read the whole thing and then put the source away, but they shouldn't need to look back in the source sentence by sentence um, because they should have enough outline notes for uh, writing directly from it. All right, so then we're gonna move into lesson eight. And here they are going to narrow down the important words to three to five words and highlight them. So again, those same steps are the same steps they're going to use for paragraph two as well. And then we have outlining lines. So you can print all of this off and let them go ahead and outline paragraph two. Be sure that they put the topic of paragraph two first and then the sentence uh, lines for outlining. And notice on sentence four, it has in parentheses, you may use up to six words for sentence four. So whenever a sentence is especially long, I give them more words per sentence. Whenever a sentence has a quote, I tell them what to do with it in the outlining space. Whenever a sentence has a semicolon or a colon or a complex sentence, I tell them what, some, what they can do with those sentences. So they know also when they encounter those advanced sentence structures or those super long sentences, outside when they're choosing their own sources, they'll know what to do because they will have had practice here. So here is a sample of paragraph two, all highlighted. Fairy helped Pinocchio, taught him work. Pinocchio heard Toyland, left Fairy there. No one, no one work in Toyland. Enchanted town turned him donkey, okay? And then they have a sample to compare their outline with. And it has uh, symbols, arrows, slashes through things equal signs, things like that, so that they can say, you can actually put your student's sample side by side with this sample, at your student's outline side by side with this sample and help them see, you know, you, know, you don't even have who did it in the sentence. You don't have the verb, you know, and you can gently guide them by showing, by using the sample outline. All right, now we're gonna move into writing from it. And again, uh, this says at the top, C, writing from an SBIS outline, and then it's lesson one. And again, all of the out steps are all together. And um, in a regular sentence by sentence outline with the source given, these will all be put together like this. But in these tools and tricks and one of the lessons in each first semester meaningful comp book, they are broken down page by page. So here we have it again. So. It says, reread the entire passage to recall its content. I actually put this in later after teaching and testing for many years. And this is why, because what they were doing was they were writing later, like a day or two after they outlined. And their notes were not adequate. 
So they were going back in and looking in the passage. And so rather than having them do that while they write, I put the step in that they rewrite, they reread the entire passage to recall its contents up front, and then they close the passage. This gives them an overview of the passage and a way to recall the major concepts. Then lesson three says, read your first line of notes and think about what you want your sentence to say. All right, so they're gonna read their notes from sentence one. And again, it has the words from the passage. So then they're going to change it. So they can, they'll, I'm on lesson four now. And they can see that it says Geppetto, um, Woodcarver created living puppet. And then it has some samples, some possible sentences that they could create from those notes. A craftsman named Geppetto carved a puppet that came alive. Um, and it has a couple of samples that they can use um, for, that they can compare theirs to. Right, then all of it, they're going to practice saying their sentence aloud, they're gonna write their sentence, and they're going to do this for each sentence. So since this is a step-by-step -step lesson, uh, it has samples. So you can see um, in the paragraph one of body has Pinocchio loses money and Geppetto meets Geppetto um, or Geppetto creates him. And then original sentence one said Geppetto the woodcarver created a living puppet. And their outline might've said Geppetto woodcarver created a living puppet. And then the rewritten sentence says a craftsman named Geppetto carved a puppet that came alive. Then sentence two, the notes say named him Pinocchio, but the rewritten sentence might have, that they put might have put Geppetto called his creation Pinocchio. So again, this is invaluable to have the samples right here. If not for the student, then for the teacher, right? Like, oh, I see how I can guide the student to using the words from the passage, but then making it their own when they write. All right, so that is paragraph one. And your student has, you have to use with your students, the outlining lines and the samples for paragraph two as well. So I hope that you will take advantage of those and check those out and use those with your students. So I'm gonna to go to the back matter and tell you a few things about where you can find more information. So many free um, freebies, so many freebies. I love, love, love giving freebies because I find that it helps teachers get comfortable with my approaches, get comfortable with my content and my materials so that then they know what they want when they're ready to purchase. So first of all, you can get um, your How I Teach episode sheets for this broadcast at the blog, languageartsladyblog.com forward slash how I teach. All of the teacher's notebook downloadable sheets are in one large, it's getting very large now after five episodes, PDF at languageartsladyblog.com forward slash teacher's notebook. And so when you uh, put in your email, you will receive the entire download of all five episodes so far. And that continues to grow. So if you are back listening to this and there are 10 episodes, all of those will be in that one teacher's notebook. Print them off three hole punch them, get them in your teacher's notebook binder, and you will have a curriculum 
for a teacher. How cool is that? All free and at your fingertips. All right, so here are some free products. I have five free books that I give out to subscribers of Language Arts Lady Blog. And each of these five, I have a lot, I have 18, I have tons of free products, but these specific writing books, Write on Beauty and the Beast, Write on Mowgli, so forth, and even How to Complete the Checklist Challenge, that's my step-by-step how-to, um, that is also in Tools and Tricks and the first um, semester of all meaningful composition books. But those are free, and they're free books that also have videos of me teaching your student the entire lesson. So take a week off, take a couple of weeks off, download those and turn the video on for your kiddos and I can just teach those for you. How about that? So the ones that are related to this are Beauty and the Beast level one, right on Mowgli level two, and how to complete the checklist challenge level one. So those are free books that have free videos with them. Some digital products that are available for purchase are all of these. So all of these have sentence by sentence outlining either through writing boxes that I taught in episode four or through a sentence by sentence outlining assignment and the tools and tricks all have the breakdown just like this one. Tools and tricks one has chicken little, tools and tricks two for fourth and fifth grade has Pinocchio, which is uh, the lesson that we had today. Three has Snow White, four has Dumbo and five has Mulan. And then there are other um, downloadable books that also have these, um, the just sentence by sentence outlining and writing from a passage that is given to them. And then the meaningful composition books, all of the first semester books have the, the lesson broken down like this one. And then all of those meaningful composition books, whether they're first or second semester, all of those that are listed have uh, sentence by sentence outlining and writing assignments with the given projects. Lastly, we can create a class. I am teaching online uh, as well as in person. I have 60 live students here in the Fort Wayne area, but I'm also teaching online classes through Zoom. And uh, you can get more details on that, languageartsladyblog.com forward slash create a class. So you can check out the options there for create a class and you can create a class for your co-op, for your classroom, for your small group, for your field group group, for your own family, a couple of families going together. And I would love to teach your students. So thank you so much for joining me today in episode five, how to write from outline and write from a given source from my tools and tricks book. And I hope to see you next week for episode six of How I Teach. Thanks again for joining me.